All right. Yeah. It's like 2003. Oh, yeah. Here it comes. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Yeah. You can just see this guy dancing on stage. What was the lead singer's name? Brandon Boyd. Brandon Boyd. Brandon That's Boyd. who it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I strictly like did do this because I thought he was hot. I mean, that was it for me. Uh, you know, I respect yeah. it. I think I thought he was cool. I, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, girls, guys want to be him, girls want to be with him. Classic. Brandon Boyd, there, there it is. Go. Yeah. This is entertainment, entertainment, and entertaining conversation with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. We were getting started with a little Incubus, Wish You Were Here, because it's part of the um, set list of cover songs that Tom Sandoval uh, from Vanderpump Rules and his band, Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras, it's part of his his set list that he plays. And uh, not to brag, but we have four tickets. We got tickets. You got a ticket. You got a <laughs> ticket. I, I, you, were, you ordered two. I ordered two. Uh, it was stressful. I was at work. You were home. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they, and you know, it's what happens is they make the tickets. It's a stressful event now because yeah. you think you're just going to miss out on it and that's it. Uh, yeah. But we got four. We got so, four. And we don't need four. We don't need four. We do don't, need I, four. We don't have two friends to bring. No friends. But it's just uh, you may, I may try to resell two on the secondhand market. Uh, I can't get back into my Ticketmaster account because I used the wrong email. I spelled my name wrong because I was so stressed out trying yeah, to get this these is, tickets. This is a problem. So I have to either call customer service or just lose $70. Yeah, sometimes eating the $70 is the easier and, you know, you just it's just it is what it is. Yeah, they won. They won. But we were so stressed out about getting these tickets because previously we tried to get tickets to see La Tigra. And I thought that was going to be a pretty chill ticket event. Cause like, I, you would think, who, you know. I didn't think Latigra was Taylor Swift, but apparently... Apparently, I was sitting here, I was, I was, the tickets were going on sale at 12 in the afternoon on a Friday. I work at 2.30, so I was like, great, I'll be home at 12 o'clock, I'll get the tickets. So I literally at 12, I, like, I click right in to get the tickets it does like a buffering thing for like three minutes, and then it's like, sorry, an error has occurred, and then that was it. I couldn't it's, get. It's just yeah. crazy because I feel like Latigra is not Taylor, not Taylor Swift, not like I'm trying to think of like an indie band that people would freak out about trying to get tickets. This to. is in the Black Keys in 2008. Thank you. Yeah, you it's know. like it's Latigra. Like I don't even know. I guess they are very popular. I shouldn't. Yeah, I don't want to. You know, uh, um, I. I I don't really know them too much. I was I was excited to go if we could have gotten tickets, but I, I don't really know them too well. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I guess they haven't played in a long time, and it's like Brooklyn, so everybody's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go see Lady Gaga." Well, I think it was all bots too that bought I have no it up. Idea. I, I think they all bought it up because I checked like SeatGeek right after, and it was like tickets were like, like face value would have been like fifty five, like plus fees, I think, and they were already selling on SeatGeek like right, like a minute after I couldn't get in for like two hundred and fifty dollars. A ticket. It is probably just bots. Yeah, I think these like bot farms just buy them up, and then you're shit out of luck. It's crazy because then then you're forced to just go see Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras, which is just like a spectacle concert. You know, what I'm I mean? so I'm very excited. I'm but demonopolize de- Ticketmaster. Hey, yeah, demonopolize it. We're about causes here. We have causes that we care about. I stand against Ticketmaster. I'm gonna get a mask, a COVID mask that says 
whatever. Stop. Stop the <laughs> ticket box. I'm going to walk around like that. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's we a good one. We mean business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um... But for now, we're going to go to Tom Sandoval and the most extras. We have a time of our goddamn at, uh, lives. At uh, Gramercy. Is it the Gramercy Theater in yeah. New York City? It's playing? I've never we'll been to the Gramercy. I never have either. It's, it's on a Monday night. Mm. Or, you know, I'm we're both off. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great time. Yeah, the train goes right there. We don't have to, like... Just Train, change trains or anything it's it's perfect for us but. i'm gonna drink it up like a fish mm. yeah, I think slurp I'm gonna, it up i'm gonna you know i'm probably gonna smoke a little before i go and like have i, I like to you know i'm going it. full booze <laughs> i i get you in my head I, i'm gonna i want to i want to have a good time yeah. so I'm, I'm going full booze whatever you need to do everyone has different you know concert cocktail whatever they like it, to it, do. substances affect everyone differently right I, yeah. I i enjoy weed i use i'm a daily user but uh <laughs> i for the concert i'm going yeah I try to get a flask in there. No, Ooh, I'm not going to do that. I was thinking wow, about it. I was you. thinking about it, but I, but I, I also don't know if I have the courage. Yeah, I think you could be able. You could sneak one in. It's fine. They yeah, I don't think I'm going to get frisked. No, they look through your bag. As long as you keep it in a pocket, that's not like obvious. I think you could get one. Yeah, in. I'll get a little flask. Yeah, and, you know, make a little cocktail for myself in my flask. <laughs> that's exciting. See how excited we are. <laughs> I mean, this is yeah. Look at us. Well, I, I do feel like that's what's left. It's like you can only go to concerts that are about spectacle now. Or arena shows. Yeah. I think that was a problem with the La Tigre too, is it was in a smaller theater mm. and there just weren't as many tickets, I don't think. Yeah, I guess Because like we got so. the Strokes tickets pretty... I, you got the Strokes ticket when we went to see the Strokes a couple years ago. That was like the last concert we went to. Yeah, and that was at, that was at the Forum in LA and it was like a big arena. So that makes me think it was like easier to get tickets because it was just more seats. Yes, but I, yeah, I would think a band like The Strokes would kind of cause a bit of bot drama, but it was, it, I had no, it was no problem. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I think after, no, I mean, I loved seeing The Strokes, but I know we've, we've talked, we talk about King Princess every episode pretty much, <laughs> but that, it definitely kind of scared me from, from going back to see, I mean, I do like arena concerts, but you have to, you can't. It's uh, you have to do your research. If you if you're not gonna like the opening bands, don't get there early. Which well, was yeah, mistake. and it was just you know it's just kind of tough to time. I think maybe a little tougher to time too because we were in a different city. We weren't in New York. I think we talked about this too mm-hmm. when we got home. We were like, if it was you know a venue in New York and we knew exactly how to time it out, we knew we could have gotten there or like you know closer to when the strokes started. Well, yeah, because I mean it was like the even sh- though they yeah. did take their damn time. Good. Yeah, no, we still would have had to sit through probably, <laughs> but we at least could have missed like. You know, and I, and I thought Always was good, even though they were the first opener. It should have just been Always yeah. into the Strokes, but yeah, once it got to King Princess, that was just way too long. And then it took the Strokes like another twenty five minutes to get out there. Yeah, it was like Always was like cute, and you were like, okay, I'm ready for this. Is exciting. The concert's going, and then there was like a break, and then King Princess came out, and I felt like I was trapped in like an iHeart Radio like like new music YouTube star concert. This is called Talia, <laughs> and everyone was like, woo. <laughs> This next song's called Talia. Yeah, and the like King Princess hardcore fans were in the front. And then she had that one song that was just like pussy, 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 pussy. I don't know. I just and her closing was the most annoying. Oh my she god! Had the, I don't know if she, she did like the Jimi Hendrix noise distortion, she just and it was the terrible. Car out there wailing yeah. in this awful, yeah, like kind of atonal, like chord just playing as she left the stage and it was like take your guitar please i was offended (laughs) i was i was i was offended if i wasn't so completely uh inebriated on (laughs) weed cookies and just like and just cosmic cookies and just like in my seat uh with a i would have gotten up and left yeah but uh that's how upset i was about the noise distortion 
It was, it was obnoxious. And yeah, and I felt very trapped at that concert. I was like, I, I need to, I really wanted to get away from the so, King, King Princess performance, but I feel like we couldn't move because you're in, you know, you have to do the thing where you crawl across people to get out. Yeah, there's so you're, a lot, you're there with a lot of people. Oh, lot you're of there people. with a lot of people in a, in a, uh, yeah. in a uh, stadium show. Yeah. Of all backgrounds. You're there. Everyone was there. It's, yeah, I, I kind of felt we were, like we were, I was like, are we seeing Coldplay? Like, it was such a... It <laughs> did feel like we were at, like, a Kelly Clarkson concert. You're like, yeah. well, I guess maybe Kelly Clarkson a little different. But yeah, very Coldplay, very... Uh, it was weird. Yeah, it was either, like, very chill people at that show or people who were, like doing a like doing a lot of stimulants uh with yeah it was like quiet couples and coke ragers yeah it's just like that was it it and then yeah which i guess we fit into the quiet couples part of that part of that venn diagram except for when you were shouting at king princess that she was Billie eilish yeah i think that's my best heckle ever it was a good heckle and i never i'm not a heckler but and i wasn't really i I think i mostly just said it to you when you were like stop the king princess fans are gonna like attack us yeah i don't know yeah i i i felt there were some stands around and i did not want to give it away that we were having a bad time because i didn't want to get i didn't want to be on it you know god forbid there's gonna be like a tiktok yeah someone's gonna film us yeah Yeah. just like being an insensitive to someone who doesn't probably use um she she her pronouns you know like we're probably gonna be canceled for calling her she her i don't no. I just called her Billie Eilish. Yeah. That's all. That's all. That's I called true. Her. You didn't do anything. No, right? I was. Yeah. Just, I just thought it was funny to be like, "Hey, that's Billie Eilish up there." Billie Eilish, give it up. Go, 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 Billie. Give it up. Go, Billie. Yeah, give it up. Pussy, um, pussy, pussy, yeah. pussy, pussy, pussy. But the, this concert, we're back in our home city. <laughs> yeah, we're going in New York. Uh, I, I don't know. Is, is James Kennedy opening up for him? We, we have a lot to figure out about this show. That would be fun, great if James Kennedy does a DJ set before. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna. It's just. For, it's gonna be kind of like going to see a wedding band. Like he's just gonna do a bunch of covers. Yeah, you just gotta and, give in. Yeah, I'm just gonna be like watch because I love to watch Tom Sandoval's commitment. It's just so fascinating how he and also the king of commitment. I would say. Oh yeah, so like I'm just gonna watch him. It's gonna be so fun, yeah. and I'm also gonna sing and like dance because I don't think there's gonna be any kind of like cool factor. Like, no, I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna be singing along. Yeah, definitely. a lot of times yeah. you go to shows in New York and everybody acts like they are they should be on stage, so like no one acts like a fan. Basically. A lot of arms folded. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah all arms folded in the audience. You have to like choose how you kind of let your fan out. It's like, you know, but I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it is kind of like a, sometimes the energy is a little a bit of a bummer, but I feel like I'm like, who is going to be tra- act, trying to act too cool at a reality stars concert? Yeah. You know? like, at this point, it's going to be a, us and like the Bravo fans, yeah. I, I would think, yeah. who is, is who's there. Yeah. I'm very um, excited. Um, I'm going to sing. I'm going to dance. It's going to be I'm going to It's. I feel like it's like you have to sing almost. Mm-hmm. Tom Sandoval on the most extras, you know, especially if he's doing like, I wish you were here, Incubus. Oh, of course, I'm going to get into that. Incubus covers. He does like yeah. the worst Journey songs ever. Yeah, like, like the worst Journey songs. Songs, the worst train, like the the B sides of Train, like he'll do like a Train B side. It's oh gonna be great. God. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be so fun. Very excited. <laughs> and we might get to see an original song because he's apparently working on some original music. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a night. Oh, it's gonna be a night. He's definitely gonna play his 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 original music for yeah. sure. It's gonna be yeah. I'm gonna, gonna get wasted. Great. I hope I don't meet anyone on the cast. I hope there's no one there because I want <laughs> just <laughs> I don't want any of that. I don't think you're gonna meet the cast. <laughs> I hope that I don't meet the cast. That's what I hope, because I'll be embarrassed. Don't worry, Justin. I'll protect you Thank from you. Sheena, Ariana, and whoever else. Yeah, is. and and Kristen. If Kristen shows up, yeah. Oh my God, I doubt it. But no, I don't think any of them are going to be there. It would be cool if uh, I, I. The only person Ariana I, maybe, uh, or do you think Ariana? I don't now? think so. I mean, no. I feel like mm. like we've been we've been watching the new season of Vanderpump Rules, and it does seem like 
this side project of Tom's touring with Tom Sandral and the most extras that's called cause strife in his all of his relationships. In every relationship um, is his complete abandonment into the band. Yeah, into like his, where he's left his life basically. And he acts like yeah, well, that's what I'm a rock star, so you guys have to deal with it now. Yeah, like his, you pointed out in the last episode, he's lost any sense of humility that he's had, where like he like took like just like openly took a compliment, or I forget even what someone the person said to him, and he was just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if people are anything people say to him about like, or if Schwartz was like, you know, it's just it's hard because we got to deal with your your band, which is. You know, I'm happy for you and everything, but it's just really tough for me to get this restaurant off the ground when you're gone. And Sandoval's just like, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I am gone because I'm a rock star. So, yeah, it is hard for you. Like, he has no, he, like, can't even relate to his friends anymore because he no. sees himself as this, like, actual rock star. He's and risen above. He's transcended Vanderpump Rules. He's like, of. have you heard I cover Incubus? Um, Actor, model, restaurateur, rock star now. <laughs> yeah. It's a four-headed um, monster. Oh my god, it's it's fascinating. So I'm I'm excited. I'm very excited. Me too. I can't um, wait. Speaking of um, speaking of a party. Speaking of a party. Yeah. For some reason, we also revisited. I don't know how we got into this. I don't know. What it was we what were was it? We were, we were just kind of off. It was last night, right? What so we were we? off. Yeah. I don't know what we were doing, but I think. I don't know, maybe John Mulaney came up somehow, and, oh, we were, oh, we were talking about late night talk show hosts. Mm, okay, and, yeah, we were just talking about, like, late night TV, right? I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I was saying how awful that, like, when I look at the, like, I look at the Guardian to get my news, and how the Guardian basically treats, oh, yeah. <laughs> the Guardian news treats the American late night talk show hosts like they are... Like they are political analysts. Like it's like like their political voice really matters. Yeah, you know, I mean, well, like, it's treated like they, they treat all of the hosts. Like I feel like the, the main, mainstream media now treats all of the hosts as if they are like John Stewart in two thousand four. But without yeah, any you know, of like, the humor, like like there's no even recognition that they're making jokes. It's just like Colbert on DeSantis, and then it's like <laughs> yeah, he okay. said some dumb joke. You know what I mean? It's like, well, it's a joke though. So like, why are you covering? They don't cover it like it's humor. They cover it like no. Well, comedians are philosophers and talking yeah, heads now. Yeah, philosopher, philosopher, political commentators. It's yeah. no more comedy. Which uh, yeah, there is no more comedy. There is no so. more comedy. But, so yeah, we were talking about that, and then I was like, and then we talked about Seth Meyers. I think, and then I was like, oh my god, the best thing that ever happened on Seth Meyers is when John Mulaney was high on coke, just on Seth Meyers. (laughs) Yeah, like first year of the pandemic. Relapsed on drugs and (laughs) went on Seth Meyers and it's... Wearing wearing Julius Julius Casablanca's yeah, the guy uh, from the Strokes. Yeah, the lead singer of the Strokes trench coat. He's wearing this. Yeah, he's wearing a rock star's trench coat and on. sunglasses that he keeps taking on and off, but not addressing it. Like he's yeah. like purposely trying to get it on camera, but not say anything about it. It's a really strange. And Seth Meyers is upset. Seth Meyers is pissed. Yeah, he's Seth Meyers really is like pissed. clenching his hands and angry. And because John Mulaney's timing is so off, and he's basically just like staring, he's not really looking <laughs> he's at. He's got it. five o'clock shadow. Yeah. It's like he's he's staring just out into space a lot. And so anytime he does kind of nail a joke, Seth Meyers laughs like <laughs> over the top to kind of like ignore. <laughs> Yeah, to kind of like, like uh, yeah. keep the comedy going, like trying to make it normal. And this is during COVID where there's no crowd. So it's just the producers. Yeah. So there's just no energy already. Like, yeah. like it's like starting with zero energy already. And yeah. it's just like. And I asked you if you'd seen it and you said no. And I was like, oh, good luck finding it. I'm sure they took that off. 
the internet because like why would John Mulaney allow this clip of him clearly relapsing on drugs to stay on the internet but it's still there you can totally still watch 4. it 4.3 million views oh my god that's 4.3 million for yeah. that's what's why it's on there yeah cuz that yeah they 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 need it on there for like the ads or whatever but it's it's fucking crazy and so i guess that was no so yeah okay so that episode that he filmed uh with Seth Meyers was after he relapsed on cocaine after he hosted the Halloween episode of SNL. It sounded like it was like an after-after party yeah. type thing. Because he was like, you, you, then we watched the episode like a year later where he comes on and explains this whole you know time period in his life. Uh, and he was like, he was like, well after goodbyes. It was well <laughs> after goodbyes. Yeah. So, so we were thinking like, who gave him the relapse coke at yeah. this like SNL after after party? Yeah, who gave John Mulaney the relapse coke at the uh, SNL Halloween show after party? Well after goodbyes. Well after goodbyes. <laughs> who was still hanging out at like five in the morning? You got to think this happened to probably like four thirty five in the morning because this well, SNL doesn't end till one in the morning. Oh really? So, yeah, it, I mean, so so the after, yeah, so, so I mean, I'm thinking the after party is probably like two. And then they yeah. probably left after that. So I'm thinking it's at least 3.34, 4.30 that mm. when the relapse goes on. If, if we can stick to his word of happened well after goodbyes. Yeah, because that's another thing is like when these when Seth Meyers and John Mulaney get together, all they can do is talk about SNL. Like that's like they clearly <laughs> both get a little hard saying things like after goodbyes or like the yeah. Halloween show is sacred. Yeah, yeah. Any kind yeah. of inside lingo. That, that was what he was saying too. The Halloween show is sober. Like everyone has to be sober. It's sacred or whatever. I'm like, what? I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. The no, Halloween. there was. There's never been a lore. Yeah, there, for people who've never been on SNL. <laughs> There's yeah. never been a lore, as far as I know. Yeah, to the uh, to the Halloween episode. It's a, yeah. I thought maybe the Christmas episode had a little more of a lore, like they would do maybe or like season finale, season finale, or yeah. maybe even like Mother's Day. I remember that was a big deal. They would bring out the moms. Oh yeah, that would yeah, that was like a thing um, for a minute where the moms would come out. But Halloween, not that I know of, but apparently. Well, well, at least, at least the staff seems it yeah. seems like Lauren really gets it out there. It's, it's respected sacred. and sacred, and you stay sober. Yeah. So yeah, we were speculating. Who do you think gave Mulaney the relapse bindle of coke at that Halloween after party? And uh, yeah, what, what's your what's your? Uh... I'm my my gut instinct was host of the night Jim Carrey. <laughs> I think Jim Carrey. I think they got into it. I think Jim Carrey maybe saw a little bit of himself in like young John Mulaney, maybe like maybe like or just like a want to get back to that, you know? Because mm-hmm. Jim Carrey now is just at such a level of fame and seems to be kind of a crazy person as yeah. it is anyway. Yeah. And I think I think he kind of like took him under his wing that night. And I think Mulaney's like a total networking career as psycho. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they they did some coke together. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Jim Carrey is like I watched. He has this. This uh, thing on Netflix about how he, it's like a documentary about him playing Andy Kaufman. Mm. And because I guess when he was doing that movie, Man on the Moon, yeah, okay. they were filming him while he was doing it. and um, Like filming him like offset? Or, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah like, okay, they were kind of okay. making a documentary as they were going. And he was so method as Andy Kaufman. Like that if anybody, including the director Milos Forman, referred to him as Jim Carrey, he would be like, Jim is not here I am Andy only. And like, it was kind of, you know, one of those. It's kind of so annoying. It's kind of so annoying. Exactly. Where it's the thing where it's like, yeah, his performance was good. It was a good performance. It was good. Yeah. No, he was great. Yeah, he was great. He was great in that. I love that movie. I do love Man on the Moon. And I love Jim Carrey. Like, love Jim Carrey. Oh, he's genius. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love, love, love. But like, 
do you really need to piss off everybody on the set just to yeah, create a good performance? I, I mean, don't know. are you Daniel Day Lewis? You know, are you? Are did you lock yourself in a hotel room for two months? I'm sorry. I don't think any of those performances are. I don't think Daniel Day Lewis versus Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> versus fucking I don't know Stanley Tucci versus anybody's performances. <laughs> Stanley Tucci. Like who's who's that much better because they're doing method? I don't think anybody. I think you're just kind of a an egomaniac and you think that your process. It's just it's just you think you're better than everybody, so you're just going to piss off everybody because of your process. It's like. Just do your job. Just get into character. And then when they call cut, listen to what the director has to say and move on, in my opinion. I, <laughs> I, I'm thinking of a story. One time, I uh, I think my mom had Oprah on and Daniel Day-Lewis was on with like, yeah, I forget what movie he had did, but he was on with like a few like women cast members. And I forget, I think one of them said he was like handsome and he like genuinely blushed. Like he got very red and he was like, just, and he was also being very quiet. Like he did not say anything the entire interview. That's a little Daniel Day Lewis anecdote from the Oprah show. Yeah, no, I I sold a ticket when I worked at a, this <laughs> oh, yeah. last job, a former job that I had. I Daniel Day Lewis came in with this brunette woman. I guess it's his main brunette. I have no idea because is he married? I think he's married. Who probably, knows? probably his wife. Who knows? He had a puka shell necklace on. Puka <laughs> wow, shell. puka shell. Prominent puka shell. Wow, okay? I wouldn't. I wouldn't guess that. I would. He's that kind of guy. He's kind of like anyone who does this method shit sucks. He sucks. He stood behind the main brunette, his main brunette. He stood behind her the entire time. He stood behind his main brunette. Yeah. And you're I, my main brunette. Thank you. Uh, you're my main brunette. Oh, look at um, that. Yeah, look at us. Um, yeah, he stood behind. He didn't say a goddamn word. It's like... He's very shy. Whatever. He's a very shy man. It's like you have to deal with people. Like, are you part of this? You're just kind of methoding yourself into this elitist bullshit. I'm sorry. It's like, you can make icon. I don't give a shit. I've never seen a Phantom Thread. I think There Will Be Blood is perfectly fine, but I can't quote it. I don't give a shit. I love There Will Be Blood. See, yeah, there's people who give him, I think people. Yeah, and the people are called men. Yeah. It's all right. Men love this movie, and men love Daniel Day Lewis. Okay. I'm a feminist. I, don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm not. I. I don't know. I just think the method shit is. It's kind of bullshit. Sorry, <laughs> I'm not an actress, so I can't say. But I think these people are methoding themselves into this elitism that is like just buy a ticket yourself. Move. Let your lady. Like you can buy a ticket. To yeah. Who, Lewis. who else are? Who are some of the other method guys? Like I think well, De Niro does method. Does De Niro do method or Pacino? Yeah, De Niro like, was big method. He was a method guy. Yeah. yeah. But again, he's fucking crazy. I mean, De Niro's a crazy person. <laughs> when he just came out, and was like, "Fuck Trump." Oh, <laughs> the Tonys. Everyone was like, "Oh, all right." And people stood up. Well, that was also like. Yeah, that was that was right at the start of Trump. That was like I think a few months after Trump had been elected. I know, uh, right? But it's like, do you really need to? Like, you're the one. You're the one to bring down Trump, De Niro. <laughs> you're the guy. You know, make them e- egomaniac again. They think they're better than everybody. They think he can. You know, when I say fuck right, Trump, right. Trump will listen. Worst Trump celebrity feud: Jimmy Kimmel or uh, God? Who else? Or who else feuded with him? Everyone. I guess everyone. I guess. Did. I don't yeah, know. I guess everyone did. Well, yeah. Kimmel, I think the worst. Uh, what is his name? A uh, Kathy Griffin, maybe. But maybe that was more of a. I, I respect her. She at least. She at least actually got canceled. Yeah. For it. She at least like had to actually suffer a cancellation. Yeah, I don't for know. For nothing. I, I've I've blocked out. I, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm 
failing this other reference. Yeah, no, I know. I think I think for me, I'm just like worst Trump celebrity feud is Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, I don't need to. It's like you did the Man Show, girls jumping on trampolines, and like it's like what are you doing? And now you're a spokesperson for affordable health care. <laughs> yeah, it's just Even insane. You'll never have to worry about medical debt in your fucking life, you asshole. Yeah, you and Adam Carolla basically did like a Nazi chant at the end of your show. Oh, like God. I think that was like the whole like it was like yeah. it's just, just insanity. Bring, spring out the trampoline, let the girls jump on the trampoline and bring America, make America great again. Right, yeah, just know. girls jumping on trampolines, that's what America needs. I mean, really. I mean, really. Not, <laughs> I'm not kidding, we kind of do. We kind of do. We need to get back to every, like, we can objectify women. It's okay. And I am a kind of prickly feminist, and I'm like, it's fine. Please offend me, and please object. Please. Please. Please, it's boring. Please. Um, anyway. Um... We really got off track. With we got really, yeah, yeah, really got off track. So that was okay. So the so, so you're saying Jim Carrey. I'm right? saying Jim Carrey. I, I think it was Jim Carrey. I think the Coke. I think Colin Jost. I think Colin Jost is a mm. total creep. <laughs> I mean, he's such a fucking creep. I watched uh, the Kardashian. Uh, yeah, not to brag, but uh, I, I watched the Kardashians, and there was like when Kim hosted um, SNL, they like filmed some of the after party, and I, I saw Colin Jost. He like. The way he presented himself on that... Scarlett Johansson, nowhere to be seen. No, she's a... No, of course not. Um, but um, he, like, he like made an appearance in the, in the after party, and his energy was just totally off. It was totally like, you did a really good job, Kim. Like, like thinking that, like, he... Like, it was It acting. was like, it was like, yeah, like, he was simultaneously negging her, mm-hmm. and then also, but also being, like, cool guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, it was all of it. Yeah, so I could see even Colin Jost, like, having coke, even if he doesn't do coke, just to be like, yeah, I have coke. You know what I mean? Just mm, to be, like, that guy. Just as, like, part of his image. He does everything. Yeah. He does everything, this guy. He yeah. has he has coke. He doesn't even do it. He's that. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's and then it's like, creep. yeah, when, so he's just, I, I mean, I, I think that, I think that choice is probable. I, I think I could see, you know, as they call him, Jost. Right. As him and Seth Myers were just referring to him as Jost. Right there. Right there. Gross. Gross. Yeah, I've always got a creep vibe from him. I think Scarlett Johansson and him look like exactly the same person. I think they might be the same person. Yeah. I think think they might actually be like clones of each other. Yeah. Like Colin Jost may have been made in the lab with Scarlett Johansson's DNA. She, yeah, she created him with her. (laughs) Yeah, she just created her husband. Yeah. yeah, Because how did that guy get on SNL? I never heard of that guy. All of a sudden it was... And he was like, and he was like quickly the lead writer. I feel like it yeah. was like all of a sudden, Colin Jost is the lead writer and the update guy. Married, yeah, engaged to Scarlett engaged Joe. to Scarlett Johansson. What happened there? What well, happened? It's all. I think. I think. Yeah, lab creation. Yeah, this is a lab. Yeah, celebrities just Scarjo. Some of the Scarjo's rib. They yeah. made him. They made him out of Scarjo's rib. It's like you either have to fuck DiCaprio for press or create your own celebrity <laughs> husband for press. What would you like to do? You'd like to create your own celebrity husband? Okay, we can do that. We can do that. And then they just work on it for years, and then now we're just stuck with Jost. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Scarjo. I mean, has he ever made you laugh? I mean, I don't even watch us. I hate. Anymore. I. I mean, I. You know, I. Not. Yeah. I, I would say no. And also, but I also haven't seen. I'm sure if I watch enough of him. I would have one laugh at Colin Jost. I think Michael Che is funny. He's fine. He's all right. But uh, I feel like Colin Jost also, I think he he knows that he's annoying. And so he like, what, he wrote some book. I think his memoir was called like... Well, of course he wrote a book. I look like the uh, a face that you want to punch or something like that. A very punchable face. Like wow. He, he yeah. knows, so he leans into it. Yeah. But he has no... Like people who know they're like that usually have some way of maybe countering it. To kind of charm us, but I don't think he has 
anything to counter that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just because you're self-aware that you're annoying doesn't make you not annoying. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's not cute. No. You're, you're, I'm, I'm a punter, you know. No. And I think he's never been punched, which is crazy. No one's ever punched him. <laughs> I think that was another thing. I mean, he has uh, a brother. I mean, I'm sure maybe him and his brother have gotten to a fight. You never know. You never you know. That's true. You never know. You, know. you never know. I used to try to fight my brother. And then I used to try to fight him all the time. And then one time he really pushed me, like, hard. And that was it. I stopped. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sure, yeah. Maybe they just, it was a similar thing where he was always trying to, just shoving. Just some, sh- like, shoving between the siblings. I'm an, I'm an only child. I've only been in one. I, I, I've been in two fights in my life. Really? Yeah. Oh. I mean, none past the age of 12. Nice, like, nice. None, none past the age of 12 or 13. Yeah. Once was that field day. Uh, this kid, Ron, my team lost, and it was the first time they ever picked a winning team. Did you guys do field day in, like, middle school? I think so. Like, we, I don't, yeah, yeah, we So, did. our school, every year, they just called it a tie. You Aww. know, you, you would get, there were, you get, you get a different shirt, like, there'd be half the, half the, your grade would be in, like, blue shirts, half would be in white shirts, whatever. And you would do all these events, and they would just call it a tie, but this year they decided to do a winner. I was, mm-hmm. I was in third grade, so this kid, I was on the losing team, of course. And this kid, Ron, was on the winning team. And he was, like, running around me in a circle saying, we beat you, we beat you. And then I just, like, punched him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was so mad. Oh I was, like, fuming that I lost field day. <laughs> oh. Even though I wasn't, you know, I, I thought, I'm sure I had a great performance. But uh, but I was so mad I punched him. And, then like, he punched me. And then, like, wow. the chaperones broke it up. I uh, never knew this. Yeah. And then in seventh grade, uh, this kid, Adam threw ketchup on me at lunch because like he said like I was like in his seat but I'm like I'm not in your seat and I wouldn't get up and he threw ketchup on me and then we like kind of got into scuffle and it got broken up and then like in the hallway he like pushed me into a locker and then I just like punched him really hard in the chest and then we just like got face to face and then it got broken up I never knew this about you yeah those are the only two fights I was ever in wow you you really are like one of the most like Mild mannered, like peaceful, get along. I don't ever want. I don't like confrontation. Yeah, I, I don't, don't like want to fight. Yeah, I don't want to fight. Yeah, uh, but if you rub a field day loss in my face, I'm gonna throw look hands. Look hands are getting thrown. Look yeah. Out. Yeah. Wow, impressed. Look at you, sexy. Uh, that should be sexy. <laughs> All right, look at you. Yeah, when I was twelve. <laughs> Throwing punches. Now I feel gross. That I was like, <laughs> uh, not, not sexy as a twelve-year-old. No, not, I, no, not, I, but no. I will protect you if we if we gross. need. I will protect you. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> if we if physical if hands need to be thrown in our adult lives in in your honor, no. I will do. Gross. It. Never. No. Please don't do that. That's, that's uh, no. We're Jersey Shore rules. Only the girls throw punches. That's what I'll I'll, no. find, <laughs> I'll find my own fights. I'll find my own fights. It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. Good lord. Um, okay, this is perfect. Speaking of fights, uh, the Oscars, because there was some violence uh, last year's Oscars. Right? As we all remember, the iconic Will Smith, Chris Rock slap. Do you think there's anyone out there who's like, wait, what happened at the Oscars last year? There has to be. I mean, well, I, I'm going to rephrase the question this way. Do you think there's anyone out there who's not just, like, too cool for school? Who, like, knows about it but is, like, playing dumb? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's... Also, it's like, I'm sure there's, like, old people who just, like... 
I don't know, because they all, old That's people. That's true. As I was saying that, you're, yeah. Old people watch, like, daytime television. Old people are the only people who, like, still watch actual television. You're absolutely right about this. Yeah, I'm and completely wrong. I think they covered this, whether you're watching The View, whether you're watching your local news, whether you're watching um, Dancing with the Stars, whatever the fuck Any, you're watching. Anything, yeah. I feel like it was referenced. So, yeah. I don't and, know. And then for a younger generation, it was all over social media. It was like, no matter what oh, platform yeah. you were on, you couldn't escape it. No. It's a good question. I don't know if there's someone out there who genuinely, unless, I mean, I'm sure that maybe off the grid people, I guess, wouldn't know. I feel like um, even they would know. I feel like they even, they've yeah, got somehow. Some Morse code, in their Morse code, like, communications. It somehow, like, beep, beep, yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, smoke signals. Will Smith <laughs> <laughs> was uh, slapped Chris Rock. Um, so, yeah, because there was a Will Smith slapped Chris Rock um, at the Oscars last year, which, do you still think, do you think it was fake? This made me all right. My initial thought when it happened was it was fake, and then I then when I was like rewatching it and stuff, I was like, you know what? No, I think this was real. Uh, but now that like, mm, I don't know. This just makes me feel like it could have been fake. I feel like it was a very pro wrestling slap, mm. but that could also just be that you know Will Smith didn't really want to like hurt Chris Rock, so yeah. he just like because he really just got him with his fingers. Like it was a very like forefinger dust mm. kind of dusting of his face. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. You know what? I'm gonna have faith in reality that this was just a happening. This yeah. was not planned. This wasn't scripted. It just, this just <laughs> Will Smith lost his mind because Chris Rock did react like either like acted the shit out of that, yeah, or like, but no, he seems like he was totally caught off guard too and was like, whoa, yeah. like what the fuck. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go, final answer, I'm going to say no, it wasn't scripted. Yeah. No, I don't think, I think, yeah, the only thing, I I do think Chris Rock's reaction seems genuine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Either he's like the best actor. And Lupita Nyong'o's. But not that she would know anyway, but she was sitting in the crowd just like with her mouth open the entire time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the crowd, I'm like, I don't know. But I think, well, I think uh, Chris Rock's kind of reaction and then his like, because his riff was just like, Will Smith just slapped the shit yeah, out of me. Yeah, he was like, yeah. And, and he, then and he was just like, it was a G.I. Jane joke, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. He was God, like, the <laughs> joke. Oh my God, the joke was so bad. Yeah, it was just like, it was like yeah, that she was doing a sequel God, to G.I. Jane or whatever G.I. it was. Jane joke. No one's, like, that, a G.I. Jane reference is going to bomb, you idiot. Like, who wrote that? Like, I think the I think I'm the only person who like remembers G.I. Jane. You know, I remember I mean? G.I. Jane. But like I didn't see it, but I remember yeah, it. Yeah, it's just such a weird reference to what that was, he, it was a bad joke. It, like he should have got slapped. He made a <laughs> shitty joke. You were a funny guy and you made a shitty joke. It was a terrible reference. Um terrible. Well, well know that I have it in me. If we're famous and a comedian makes a joke about no. you, I will I will throw hands. No. Again. No. <laughs> in Jersey your Shore, honor. Jersey Shore rule. Jersey Shore rules okay. only the girls fight. I will Angelina my way out of it, okay? <laughs> I will fight my own battles. Um, so yeah, this year now they have a crisis team. So they, they've, they've apparently, there is there will be a crisis team that will be tasked with shutting down a crisis. <laughs> if any type of crisis happens, oh the crisis team is on it. Is uh, that Timothy Chalamet? He looks angry. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet looks angry. What should I do? Yeah, what, yeah. That was the thing. I was like, "What is even? Is this? Is it? What is it? What is the crisis other than physical altercation, like a bomb threat? Like, what are we talking about here?" No, I think this is just now they're they're 
they're it's you know, completely milking of publicity. You're trying to get people yeah. to think that something crazy is going to happen, right. so they'll watch again. All these that, unhinged celebrities. It's like, well, just invite Britney Spears then if you really want. Like, let's get <laughs> if you want a crisis. Get Britney up in there. Get Mel you know? Gibson out there, or you know, yeah, well, who else? Or get Baldwin. Let's have let's have a Baldwin Jesus, moment while he's on yeah. while he's on trial. Oh my god. Um, so it's yeah. So so I I posed the question after hearing this. I posed the question to you. Uh, I guess less importantly, you know, what does the crisis team mean for you? But most importantly, who is on your dream crisis team? Oscars crisis team. Yeah. If you had to select the Oscars crisis team. Yeah. I would select the cast of Big Little Lies. Wow, pretty good. <laughs> pretty just, good. Because the last, the Oscars before the slap, <laughs> yeah, um, wow, big. We, we watched it and it was just the best part was when Laura Dern oh, from Big Little Lines, Lies, sorry, Big Little Lies, was like, she was like crouched down on the ground and was like addressing Daniel. What's his Daniel Kalala? Is that how you say his name? Oh, the Oscar ceremony. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. It was like during the COVID Oscars. And they were they were all like they were just basically sucking each other off. It was just Hollywood sucking each other off. Yeah. Uh, about their performances and, and stuff. So Laura Dern is like crouched down, kind of like <laughs> kneeling near Daniel. I can't say his last name. Daniel sorry. Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya, and she's just like Daniel. Daniel Kaluuya is sitting like with his back to the stage because like He's... they were in like a subway station. I think that was like a controversial thing yeah. to like kick all the homeless people out of like the L.A. subway subway station, and the seating just wasn't right. So like no. people were sitting like with their backs to the stage. It makes no sense. Yeah. So his back was to basically to Laura Dern, <laughs> and she's just kneeling with his back, and she's just like Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. And he finally turns around. Daniel. Like, yeah. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. And then he finally turns around like, oh shit, she's talking to me. And yeah, he's like, like, you have taught me <laughs> you have so taught much. Me. Your performances and what you give to us. Yeah, and she was just like losing her goddamn mind. And I'm like, I think Laura Dern can emotionally talk down anybody. Yeah, you know? she could she could handle it. And then you could have cold Reese Yeah, who else is in yeah, uh, who else is in Big Little Lies? I'm forgetting. Cold this. Reese Witherspoon, who basically like Another award show moment that we love is when after Ricky Gervais like roasted all celebrities and told them please stop being political because no one believes you you insincere fucks yeah um uh, uh, what's yeah, it Jen great, Aniston yeah. it was Jen Aniston and Reese Witherspoon they came out. had to be on stage and Jen Aniston was like totally shook by it and she was like wow that was awkward hard and to follow she was like wow, <laughs> yeah. that was a little hard to follow and then but Reese Witherspoon was just totally unfazed full just, smile yeah. yeah she was just like and the nominees are <laughs> she, she was yeah. just like oh I don't really get comedy <laughs> and the nominees are like completely no soul yeah, yeah I don't even think she heard a word Ricky Gervais said you no know, she's basically just like I look good I look good I'm so talented I'm so talented I'm so talented I look good do you know who I am do you know who I am do you know who I am remember when she got pulled over for a DUI do you know who I am amazing. yeah and she's amazing. yelling at the cop imagine if she got tased oh god <laughs> I mean never would have happened no, but uh you know would have been entertaining um so, so yeah that's so my I think that's a pretty good crisis team the, the cast of Big Little Lies yeah alright you, you want it ready for mine of course uh every member of the polyphonic spree <laughs> Let's get the polyphonic spree out there. Like, could you imagine, like, yes. there's, like, a, 
Yeah, someone like Affleck throws a maybe maybe Affleck's boozed out. We don't know. Affleck throws a punch, and then it's like, "Follow me now, stop coming." All these guys with robes come out. It's like thirty people. It's twenty-seven members. I looked it up, and they yeah, and they yeah, follow the day and reach oh for God. the stars. And then they basically are just doing like Jesus Christ Superstar as a pop band. Yeah, yeah. So I think bring the polyphonic spree out and just play the crisis off. They just they just play. You know, we just get the polyphonic spree. Maybe they're sitting in the dark on like a second stage off to the right, and we turn the lights out on whatever the altercation is going on, and we get get the polyphonic spree out there, and they start singing. It's like Zoe Kravitz and uh, Channing Tatum are are, are fighting. Yeah. It's getting yeah. physical. It's getting physical. Yeah. Follow yeah. the sun yeah. and yeah. the moon. Yeah, yeah. I like so it. That, that's my pick. That's my it. pick. That's my dream. My Oscars crisis team. They made, yeah. uh, apparently, they made an album in 2021. Didn't even didn't know they were still around when I was looking out for this bit. 2021. If you want to check out the new polyphonic spur. <laughs> I bet everyone does. <laughs> yeah, I bet a lot of I bet people everyone do. Does. Yeah, I bet everyone does. Um, uh, Speaking right. of a crisis. Speaking of crisis, yeah. Wow. Um, so apparently, so I've I've been into like a new show that I got into on Netflix is that show You, which I was kind of embarrassed that I liked it. Like it's kind of like with Hollywood hunk Penn Badgley. Disagree, hunk. I'm so sorry. No. Well, Drew to... disagrees with you. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So so Drew Barry. So apparently Drew Barrymore and I have the same taste in like cheesy Netflix shows. I got into the show You because it was like. Basically, there's, like, soap opera with murder, which I like. Like, that's my jam. You yeah. know, like, I like Scream Queens. I like the show. You like a campy... I like a campy murder show. Yeah, That's yeah. my jam. Totally into it. Yeah. You can put it on the background. It's, like, the plot is so ridiculous that you don't even really have to follow it. <laughs> you know, it's, like, very... It's very actory moments. A lot of, like, dramatic dialogue and then just murder. Um, whatever. It's yeah. dumb. It's a dumb fucking show. And Penn Badgley is the lead. And he's a good actor. Like, he, I think he does some good serial killer moments. Okay. But now even that's dwindled to the, because it's just such a soap opera fuck fest. Like, the, you know, in like fourth season of a show, the plot is so ridiculous. Yeah, that, that is just out of control. It's out of control. Yeah. And so, like, he, he's even kind of lost his appeal. Like, his, whatever was, like, good about him, I think, is kind of gone it's now. It's just, like, now. so okay. ridiculous. But, um, I don't think he's that attractive. I mean, he's, like, kind of attractive, but he's not, like... I'm well, not... you said after you saw the, the TikTok that they showed on the Drew Barrymore show. Oh, my uh, God, The Drew Barrymore yeah. show. So, apparently, Drew Barrymore is obsessed with him. I had no idea. Loves She's him. apparently, like, really, really hot for him. Like, really hot for him. Like, texts her friends about him. Her friend, Casey Wilson. Her friend, Casey Wilson. She's like, me and Casey, me and Casey love him. Casey, me and Casey. Casey and I were texting. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, apparently she's, like, openly sexually harassing this man. Yeah, because is she single at this point, Drew? Uh, she's single, and she talks about how she's not had sex in, like, years. Whoa. But, um, I mean, she's, I don't... I mean, I guess she's, a, yeah, you know. If I was, like... At a certain age, I, guess I shouldn't say woe to that. I would say more of the woe at just her openly t- discussing it. But I guess it is more just Drew's openness. Yeah. Of, like, yeah, she's yeah. just like she yeah. cannot not share her. She cannot not emote and try to relate to people. Little TMI, Drew. Yeah, she. Well, had, yeah, she has like emp- empath disease. Like she can't stop. <laughs> she cannot stop feeling. She cannot stop relating. It's gonna, well, it's gonna yeah, kill last, her. It's gonna last, kill her. The last orgasm she had was when she opened that window. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in that Instagram video. Yeah, that's her, you're right. That was her last orgasm when she found a secret window and opened it and was like, <clears throat> that's the last orgasm she had. But yeah, I was I was shocked to discover that we were both into this show and then 
there was this clip online of her for her like birthday surprise. She was blindfolded and Ross Matthews like leads her into the cage that is in the show, like the serial killer cage. And so there's Drew Barrymore wearing a dress that looks like it was modeled after a pinata. I don't know yeah. why. That's what she's wearing. Fluorescent pink. Just yeah. a gigantically stripy colored, like a Mex- almost like a Cancun, it looked like a, like a Cancun, uh, you know, like T-shirt as a dress yeah. or something. It was kind yeah. of crazy. Yeah. And she's wearing that. And then she's, she opens her eyes and now she's in the U cage and she starts like freaking out. Like, again, like she's, this is my. This, this is like her birthday episode. Did this we, is what she yeah, wants right? for her birthday. Yeah, this is, yeah. And then Penn Bagley comes out, and she's just again. She's like, "Oh my God, Casey and I, Casey and I were texting about you. You're here. Oh my God!" Yeah. And then they showed this like TikTok of him just doing this dance. It was. And it was seen so... where he just like. It was a bad dance. He just kind of swings his hips left to right and like pumps his fist, kind yeah. of. And she was like, "Why are you doing your cute little TikTok body moves and your moppy hair?" Oh my yeah, God. your moppy hair. Oh my God, I was, I was texting Casey, Casey about with it. Your moppy hair. Oh my God, she's like really you. openly trying to get it on with Penn Badgley, and yeah. he's like kind of not feeling it. He's uncomfortable. He is uncomfortable. There's also, it's there. She's in. She's behind glass. Yeah, and, and he's just standing on the outside of it. Thought of this segment because now Drew's just behind glass, like I'm having a, my dress is the pinata. Do you like my dress? Oh my god, Keith's and every texting about you. And Pen Bagsley's just like, that's great. Uh, do I need to shout through the glass? That's great, well, Drew. He, and he had to do a <laughs> yeah, and he had to do a thing where like because I think I think uh, not that I've seen the show, but I'm pretty sure Drew made a joke of like. Basically, of like, are you going to come in here and fuck me? Like, kind of, like, basically, yeah. kind of like that. And he You're was right. like, and he was like, no, this is where it ends. Yeah, it ends. Like, nope. yeah, no, it ends. No, no, no. He's like, I'm not doing anything inside the cage. He's like, she's like, oh, would it be great if he just killed me? Like, he just killed me. He just killed me here now. And he's like, um, nope. This is all where I just signed up to do this and only this. And, and that's yeah, it. it's like, and then we're gonna go. I was told we're gonna go to the couch and do an interview. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so, yeah. You guys built the cage. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. It was, again, just intense. Like, there is nothing... Does she ever do anything that's not intense? No. no never. Even in even when she co-stars with Adam Sandler oh in Blended. This is embarrassing to talk about how we watched Blended. <laughs> we watched Blended. I mean, well, whatever. I think it was like a Saturday morning type. Well, right? It was like a... Yeah, it was a... Yeah, it was like a... There was like, yeah, no, there was not. Now we were flipping through the movie channels. Yeah. I'm going to own it. We watched Blended. We watched fucking yeah. Blended. And it was the... This is the third rom-com, I think, of uh, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler's careers Yeah, they that do, they did together. They do a lot of... I mean, Wedding Singer is, like, I love The Wedding Singer. Wedding Singer is, Wedding Singer is great. Legit, like, a very good movie. Yeah. Um, um, did you ever see Fifty First Dates? No. I saw it in theaters with my friend Mike Mack and his family, and I, I can't remember any of it. I remember, like, liking it, I think. Like, I think when I was a little kid, I kind of had a crush on Drew Barrymore, oh, like, yeah. mostly from The Wedding Singer, and then yeah. I think after that, like... Um, but I think I enjoyed it when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, I, I, Wedding Singer, and then after that, that was the only, I think, Adam Sandler movie, Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore joint that I, uh, that I watched, and then we got... Stumbled upon Blended stumbled on upon Showtime, it, I think. it was, 
this movie about how Drew Barrymore is is a divorcee, as is Adam Sandler, who, Adam Sandler, I think he made that entire movie just to play a character who works at Dick's Sporting Goods, and that's his whole joke. That's, that's his, his whole joke. Yes, his whole bit, the entire movie, is the he works at Dick's Sporting Goods. is that he works at Dick's Sporting Goods. That is the whole fucking, that's his only joke. That, that I think he wrote this movie yeah, just he gets, so he could make this Dick Sporting Goods. It's not even a joke. It's, it's not even like, a joke. He just works at Dick Sporting Goods. He buys his daughter's clothes from Dick Sporting Goods. He yeah. wears clothes from Dick Sporting Goods. Hilarious. That's the whole. So that's the depth of it. It's so funny. Um, God. And then Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler accidentally wind up at this all-inclusive resort in Africa. Yeah. And it should have stopped there, but it yeah, kept there's, going. There's a lot of stuff that, because this movie came out in 2014, if it had come out three years later, it would not have been made. Oh my god, they would all that be was, ruined. Yeah, it was like... Their careers would be over. Yeah, all of the, like, like the black American actors playing African guys, I don't think would fly. No. Uh, I don't, all of the transgender jokes that were going on with, like, the kids in the movie would, no. not, would not have flown. No. Uh, and also, all of the... Um, quote-unquote African actors all played like, happy, happy Africans. Yeah, no, Sorry, they were just, cancel me. No, but um, they were all just singing and dancing. That was all they did the whole movie was singing and There dance. was no, yeah, they, they, it was very cartoonish. Um, and Terry Crews was in the lead. African guy just doing a stereotypical African guy accent. Yeah, and Terry Crews is good. And Terry Crews is great. Nothing you know, against Terry Crews is great. Yeah, probably the best one in the goddamn movie. But <laughs> Save the movie, yeah. I think, most likely, yeah. But yeah, it blended highly, highly on PC, wow. Um, but not even in a, like, refreshing... Not like we watch, like, kind of old movies, like we'll get into later. Uh, like, the, the Departed was on PC, but in this way, where it mm. just kind of, like, showed how uh, racism is in the world. And this just kind of, like, created racist stereotypes in the movie. Yeah, this <laughs> was just, just blatant, blatant stereotypes. Blatant yeah, stereotypes. being acted just, out on stage. Good lord. A terrible, terrible movie. I, and, yeah. Go ahead. What were we going to say? Oh, no. I was just going to say that now there's rumors that Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler are going to do another rom-com together. And then it's just like this new What's, buzz. I mean, I know... And I don't think they are. Because he's married. Like, he's... It's like he's, Adam Sandler's married with kids. But I was going to say, like, are they, like... Is there something going on with these two? No, because you're lu- you're lucky that you date someone who has read mm. Drew Barrymore's memoir called, yes, you're right. called Thank Wildflowers. You. Thank you. I, yes, I what, what, what does she have to say about and this? No, they just had uh, really good chemistry as far as working together. Like, I, okay. think, I think almost because he's married with kids and Drew is just, like, there's no chance. And Drew's not, like, yeah, okay. not trying to fuck him. There's just, they're both just trying to, like, make good... Yeah, okay. okay. As far as the book went, according to Wildflowers by According Drew to Wildflowers by Drew. Um, they just had a great working relationship together. And, I mean, you know, The Wedding Singer, there was some kind of chemistry, I think. There was a little bit. Like, you believed Yeah, and them. I guess, and they were both... I mean, you believed them in... I thought I believed them in Blended. I, I did not. Uh, you, you did not. No, okay, I, did not. I believed them in... I did not. Maybe it had something to do with Adam Sandler's shorts. <laughs> the fact that he... Like... Oh, Adam Sandler's, I mean, okay, for Wedding Singer, he actually had some kind of, like, he wore things other than giant, giant, giant cargos and giant, giant Dick Sporting Good t-shirts. T-shirts, yeah. Which seems to be what he wears all the time outside of Hollywood. Yeah, we were, like, looking at, yeah, I'm like, I don't know if that's a bit he's doing or if, like, we were saying, or if he just has body, dis- body dysmorphia. I think he has body dysmorphia and just wears giant clothing <laughs> at insane. all times. It's yeah. insane. It's really insane. He dresses crazy, like, XXXL t-shirts and X. 
gigantic, long cargo shorts. And he's like just an average-sized guy. I don't think it's he's like, heavy. No, I don't think he's heavy. He's It's not like he's like 6'7 or no. anything like that. Like I think he's just like, yeah, like an average like 5'11", 6 foot. <laughs> I think he has body dysmorphia. Yeah, uh, I don't know what's going on yeah, there. Unless maybe. he just thinks it's really funny and like knows he's going to get photographed if he goes out, so he just wears ridiculous. But but I don't know. You're giving him more credit for I've given him a lot of credit. I, You're I right. He... I'm giving him a lot of credit for this I remember, Decision. Dick's Sporting Goods, the only joke. That's it, okay? <laughs> I don't think he's punking the press with this. I don't think he's... Yeah, it's a great point. You know, no, I don't think he is punking the press. That's a great point. I really don't. I just think he wants... I just think he... I, yeah, his whole personality is sports guy. Sports straight guy who can't... Do, yeah. It's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. What's, what's your lasting image from Blended? My lasting image from blended. Yeah, when when you when you think blended in the future, what's gonna be in your head? I think it's Adam Sandler's fucking shorts. <laughs> it's those goddamn shorts. Mine I mean, is mine is Drew Barrymore twerking in the credits. Oh, <laughs> yeah, with the African dancers. And she she did the thing where she like was doing her like white you know like white woman arms dance and then she did like a quick butt thing and then went right back to like white girl hippie dance like she did a little like oh right sexy butt butt but no more arms more arms more arms that you know? i think that's gonna be my lasting image with blended yeah i think yeah uh i honestly don't remember a lot about the movie other than yeah, yeah me neither how i just there's like that's another thing Adam Sandler was funny at one point, right? He was. I love Adam Sandler. I think, I don't think he's still good. Like, I do think I he's... I don't. You, you haven't seen One Cut Gems, right? No, I don't. No. <laughs> I he was great in Uncut Gems. Was he funny? Is it comedic? He has... A, there's some funny moments. It's okay. not It's not a comedy, but there's... I, I do kind of think that's the funniest Adam Sandler has been in a movie in a, in a, long, in a while. Do you see what you're saying? You're proving my point. Yeah, like, I guess you're right. He hasn't been funny. There's nothing funny. Like, yeah, he's. I guess he's a good actor now. Sure. Do mm. I want to see Outcome Gems? No. I don't give a shit. Yeah, okay. Um, not even for Julia Fox. No, I, I love Julia Fox. Okay, yeah. I don't think I need to see her... I, I could just watch her insane TikTok and listen to her podcast where she influences female scammers. That's why I like her. I don't need to watch her be an actress. I, okay. I, I, I don't care. And I, I, yeah, I just don't think Adam Sandler, like his, where did his joke, like, I'm trying to think. I like listened to his comedy albums when I was little. Like, like they're Me all going to yeah, laugh I at you. Me too. Yeah, I loved his. Yeah, I loved yeah. they're all going to laugh at you. Yeah, oh my like, god. Yeah. What happened? I mean, I don't know. I guess how do you? I guess you change as you get older. But and I mean, I guess too. I guess if you're because he's been. I mean, he got SNL. 30, 30 years ago at this point. He like, was really like young. yeah, so it has been he has had a long career. Like he's been doing this forever. And I um, guess his comedy was him just being very um kind of like silly. silly. Yeah, very silly yeah. uh like absurdist kind of yeah. So like I guess after a while you just kind of age I don't know, you're you're now you're just wearing cargo shorts and making dick sporting good jokes my god and he's well i mean i do think he's very open about how much money he makes to do these movies and just like it is a total paycheck for him like the like that's fine that's fine but you make a lot of them (laughs) yeah no i know it's yeah there is yeah no i mean uncle james was very good i would love to see him like try to do like an actual good comedy again yeah, because uh, I, 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 I feel like he'd be good in it. Uh, like I still, I, I mean, what I'm going to bat for Adam Sandler. I love yeah. Adam Sandler. Uh, I think he's great. Yeah, I don't know. But you know, he hasn't done like a. I, guess, I mean, Happy Gilmore was 24 years ago at this point. And I guess also, just comedy has changed so much that his his jokes are kind of like. I, 
you know, either absurdist or he kind of does do the like, I'm a sports dad and I do un PC things like his trans, like mm. his daughter is like, yeah, yeah, he dresses yeah. his daughter like a guy. And now that's kind of like, yeah, that would be inappropriate. So maybe he's, you know, he's just kind of he's like refiguring it out. <laughs> he's refiguring it out. Yeah. Yeah. He like, he like fights the weekend in, un- in Uncut Gems. It's, 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 he's good. Yeah. Uh, You're not going to sell me on Uncut Gems. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. I don't know why I could give a shit. I could give a sh- I don't know. There's just something. I, maybe it is good. Maybe. It is good. Know. No, it's it's genuinely very good. I, I don't, don't want to over because overhyping a movie is never good for anyone who hasn't seen it. But it's it's a good movie. It's, I w- it's a I really good movie. I would probably like it if if it was like the thing was Stillwater where we just sat down and we. But I think I just don't like Adam Sandler. I think mm. I just don't like Adam I mean, there's, Sandler. There's, in, yeah, there's... in his current iteration, I just think I find I, I think aesthetically I don't like looking at him. I'm not being mean. <laughs> I'm not being mean. I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't like him aesthetically. I don't, I don't like looking at him. Look, I think that's part of movies. It's like you got. It is. You're it's, absolutely it's, right. It's a visual medium. I don't enjoy looking at him. I don't know what it is about me. I think. I think the cargo shorts, the big t-shirts, have have turned me so far off that I just like. Yeah, I have a. I have a. The, um, I, I think I respect it. There, there's I a. Know. I mean, the one guy recently died. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. There is a. And there's a wrestling tag team, the Briscoe Brothers, who like never mm-hmm. made it to WWE, and they had this whole promo about how they WWE wouldn't hire them because they're not aesthetically pleasing, mm. and that's why they never got hired at WWE. Yeah, it's probably so. You're, true. And you're right. And yeah, look at me. I'm I'm part of the problem, but. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I don't know what what it is with Adam Sandler why he annoys me. I really I don't know. No, you're and there's a lot of people who are not Sandler I, people. I don't care about his acting. I just I don't know what it is. I like Wedding Singer. I like his old comedy, but I think yeah, I'm just like why are you still showing up for your big paycheck and giving us nothing but a dick sporting good joke for an mm. hour and yeah. 40 minutes, that's true. Sir. That's true. And Blended, you don't even get, like, Kevin James physical comedy in it. No, yeah, grown-ups, at least we or get like, a Rob Schneider. You get, like, you get a Rob Schneider joke, you get a David Spade joke, yeah. Kevin James is, like, falling down all over the place. I have no problems with grown-ups, okay? I rented those movies from the library. <laughs> I have no problem. <laughs> I have no problem with grown-ups. I am down for it. That's what he needs to do. Get all those guys. They're all another funny. Grown-ups. They're all funny. I don't care. I, I agree. I like that whole crew. Yeah. yeah I, I, I like that whole crew. But Sandler isn't funny in those movies, you know? He just knows how to, like... No, he just, like, fucks Selma Hayek. Exactly. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. We gotta get off this, because I'm just yeah, gonna be okay, like... No, I'm just gonna keep being like, why don't I like him? Um, Alright, so so yeah, the two movies we watched this week were basically it was Blended and The Departed. It was basically <laughs> what we watched no, this I, week. I love The Departed. Me too. It's great. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen it in a while until we watched it the other day. It's yeah, great. and I know that like I think Wolf of Wall Street is probably I would say Leo's best. Leo's best and maybe Scorsese's best. Mm. Even though you really like you really like I, I'd probably still pick Goodfellas number one for Scorsese movies. Yeah. Uh I mean I haven't seen Raging Bull. Maybe I would pick that if I saw it. I saw Raging um, Bull. It, it's good. It's weird. It's good. Yeah, I okay. definitely, it's definitely watchable. Yeah, um, okay. It's interesting. But Wolf Wall Street's so good, too. Wolf Wall Street's yeah, so it's good. so good. Yeah. And we were talking about it, too, that, like, because Scorsese's mob, you know, his movies, he does try to do a lot of, like, humor in his his kind of, like, there's always violence and humor. Violence and humor. And a lot of juxtap- yeah, juxtaposing. Yeah, 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 but I think well, that's why Wolf of Wall Street is good, because he finally got, like, a fucking comedian to be in the movie, like... Because Jonah Hill is so funny. He's in that movie. so funny. Yeah, it's like maybe Jonah Hill's like funniest. Like, yeah, I, I mean, like Superman and Knocked Up, like great. But yeah, he makes me laugh so hard in, yeah, in like, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, fuck him, a cousin. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's that movie. It's like, yeah, she's my cousin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And the scene with him and DiCaprio. When they're doing coke. The, no, when they're when they're both like really on quaaludes and they're they quaaludes. That, yeah, yeah. Okay. They do that whole thing where they're kind of in the house and they can't really move. Yeah, and yeah. That scene is really good physical yeah. comedy. Yeah, it's, it's great. Really good. Yeah. So I think like Wolf of Wall Street is probably a better movie than The Departed, but I kind of like watching The Departed more. Like I like to rewatch The Departed just because it's so ridiculous. I would say yeah, I, I think I would say Departed is more rewatchable than yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. But um, we also called it the Battle of the Boston accents because it's all of the all it, it's well, all of the white men actors before well, Hollywood turned on them and it's yeah <laughs> yeah before a lot of them lost their careers or in Alpaul's case murdered someone or you just can't have that many white guys in a movie anymore yeah exactly yeah, you, you just can't, can't, you just can't many, have the, 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 the cis white male sorry. cast porn is not done. anymore sorry, not anymore and it's not I'm sure there's you know it's it's pretty <laughs> not right now I mean, no, right now. I think right in now. the next year or two, there's going to be a you know the boys will be back. The boys, but the boys. Uh, this is the boys. This is yeah, yeah. And and but as far as the Boston accents go, I like that. There's like layers to it because there's like so you have like Wahlberg and Damon are like the Boston guys, and mm-hmm. they like have it down, and they are like yeah. like basically like cocks out over everyone because yeah. they are like stroking their Boston cock. I in think front Wahlberg of is the best. He's better than yeah. You know what? You know what I heard. Uh, originally, that role was going to go to Dennis Leary. Hmm, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I think he could have been good at that. Not as good as Wahlberg, but but it's yeah. Originally, that, but he couldn't do it because of uh, he was like filming Rescue Me. Oh God. Yeah, Rescue yeah. Me. So so God. then Wahlberg. So that's why Wahlberg got it. Interesting, because yeah. he was really good. Mark Wahlberg was really, and I thought he yeah. had the best Boston accent in it. Yeah. Um, he was kind of dancing circles around those other guys with yeah. his accent. Yeah, know? kind of Wahlberg's best role. I, I mean, Boogie Nights is great, too. I Heart um, Huckabees. I Heart Huckabees. Yeah, I Heart Huckabees. I haven't, really seen that in a, I haven't seen that in a long time. I used to love I Heart Huckabees. He's really funny in that movie. Like, Wahlberg is... I don't really I don't really know anything about him. I don't really care. But every time he's in a movie, I'm like, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's charismatic. Yeah. Very charismatic. Good. And also, I Heart Huckabees is like a kind of interesting... It's a David O. Russell movie. It is a David Russell movie. It's David O. Russell. Yeah, but also I feel like his character is like... Um, it's not the stereotypical Wahlberg character. Yeah, I, I haven't seen yeah. this movie in so long. He plays like a... Uh, a fireman? Could that be yeah, like, maybe. Like, I, yeah. Okay, okay. But I forget too. But I remember just being like really impressed how comedically he carried off that role. I was like, wow, he's like really funny. And yeah. It's a really good... But So yeah, Wahlberg, very impressive. Um, yeah, you're right. There is layers. There's so there layers, is, yeah. Because then you have like Alec Baldwin who's just oh like electric. In my opinion, and he cannot do the Boston accent, but he is like, no one's going to tell him to not do it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like to me, I was like, he's got, this energy is the same energy I think he has. Like when he, there's a picture of him at the US Open talking to Bradley Cooper and Brad Pitt are sitting behind him and he's like performing, mm. like Baldwin's like performing to the whole section. And like Bradley Cooper's like laughing really hard. Oh God, and yeah. I'm like, this is electric Baldwin. Like yeah. that's the same. And I think it's the same energy in the departed as he has when he's at the U S open, not under trial, uh, for murdering someone. Right. Yeah. It's almost like they, t- they got him by saying, Alec, we know you can do the best Boston accent out of all these guys. And he's like, you're right. absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I'm from Long Island, but my Boston is like, perfect. You're right. I can absolutely do it. And they were yeah. like, yeah, that's good. We're just going to yeah. make him think he's the best. Yeah. Because that's how he completely that's, acts. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. going to think he's the best anyway. So you might as well like really sell it and get into him. Yeah. I actually made a list uh, for the Battle of Boston Accents. I said the winner was Wahlberg. The runner-up yeah. was Matt Damon. Yeah. Third place, I put Sheen, Martin Sheen, 
Cause yeah, I thought, Martin I thought, Sheen was pretty good. Yeah, I thought he had kind of a more toned down. Yeah. Uh, you know, he didn't go as... Also, his character wasn't as aggro. He was a little yeah, more of yeah. a, like, older, kind of um, seen-it-all character, a little less... God, Martin Sheen, what a, what a shocking... Spoilers for The Departed. What a shocking movie death. That's why I like... Martin the, yeah, Sheen getting thrown off the building. So good. Yeah, I think yeah. the... Yeah, The Departed is... It's a good movie, plot-wise. Yeah, I like the I like the way it ends. I like yeah. that, like, pretty much everyone dies. It's, like... It's it's, a, it's suspenseful. It's, it's a good movie. Um... Let's see. Uh, oh, I wanted to ask you, though, because when we were watching it, we were first watching it, you said you, you would have traded Leo out for Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Would you still, do you still think that? Would you still? I mean, I, I think, you know, I don't know if I would say traded. At this point, I'm like, Leo is great in that. Yeah. Like, that's a great Leo role. I, think I so do too. think Jeremy Renner could have, like, killed that role. If it was, like, three years later. Yeah. Uh, like, Jeremy Renner could have, like, totally crushed that. The- I think he, like, I don't know. I always, like, felt like, I just didn't believe Leo's toughness a little bit, kind of. You know what I mean? Uh, Maybe I'm being too judgmental on him. Like, I think I would have believed Jeremy Renner's toughness more than Leo's. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked... I I really liked him in this role. I don't know why I love Leo in this role. No, and and it's... And it's... Everyone loves Leo in this role. Like, like, yeah. Like, I think it's like a... Yeah, this is like a Leo... Yeah. Oh, okay. And I do, too. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't. I'm not saying I don't. I I, I just think, like, this is really a role Jeremy Renner could have, like, annihilated if it had been three years later, like, after he blew up. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of liked how Leo, his hit, the way, I thought he played the violence really well, where he was, he always looked kind of in pain and angsty, which I liked. He did, yeah. And then he kind of, like, his violence came out of nowhere, which is, I think, what shocked everyone. It was like, I think that kind of played off well, while everybody was like, whoa, this guy goes from zero to violent. Yeah. like, you know, Ronnie from from Jersey Jersey Shore. Shore. I will not stop mentioning Jersey Shore in this episode. No, we will not, every episode will mention Jersey Shore, I'm sure. Every episode, Jersey Shore, King Princess. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. That's pretty much our. <laughs> that was one of my thoughts too. Was like, how is Affleck not in the Departed? How is Affleck not? In how the is Departed? he not in the Departed? He I, was I, in rehab. I no, I think he. <laughs> yeah, who knows what? I think he was just like probably a scheduling thing. I'm also I'm trying to think too, but I'm like, but what role would we even have him play? You know, if we we're gonna have Affleck in this movie. He could have played the role of Mark, the Mark Wahlberg character. He could have played the Mark Wahlberg character for sure. That. Yeah, he could have played that character definitely. He could have um, played like one of the. Yeah, I don't. know. That's a good question. I don't know, but um. I, I also want to mention how Jack Nicholson is just not doing an accent really. Like I don't think Jack Nicholson does any accent at all. No, he's just he does Jack. Jack he's just Jack Nicholson. Yeah, which is like he's like I'm gonna do every. That's another thing. Like they can never make this movie now. This movie no. should have been called Before the Fall. That's like what, which I think is Leo's like environmental documentary that he made. But oh my because God. this is like everything you can't do now in Hollywood, The Departed did. Like the Departed, all uh, you know, as they would say, overprivileged, overexposed cis white actors. Yeah. can't do that. You can't do a cis white male cast porn right now. You no, do, they you had, just can't. They're no, they've they've had they're over they're overexposed. They've had too much success. Yeah. they can't you can't you can't do that anymore. And also, um, the one the female the role of the like what's that woman? Vera. Formiga. Vera Formiga. Um, she plays a therapist who fucks both of her clients, her cop clients, and everyone would be like, "That's that's sexist. She's a professional woman. That's sexist. That's sexist. She wouldn't do that. She'd be a yeah. professional woman. Yeah. A professional woman would never. Women are professional, and women get paid. Like everyone would be losing their goddamn minds. I feel like. And also, it's yeah. Jack Nicholson's character plays a character who is racist. 
the character is racist. Yeah, he's an old Boston guy. I he's mean, an old Boston guy. He yeah. says every racist slur in the book. Everyone. Everyone. Every, okay? every single Italian, one. Irish, Chinese, and the and, black. And, and, yeah, and, he says all. Everyone. He says all. Of them. South Park style. Okay, everyone's getting it. Yeah, everyone's and I mean, it. I don't even. Oh no, never mind. Oh, no. Don't say you can't do that anymore. Even though a character you're portraying is... That's the characters saying it, not Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson... Like, the the screenwriter would have been canceled for, like, creating a racist character. It's like... Yeah. When it's like, realistically, this is a guy who in real life was born in, like, 1924 in Boston. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, like... He's a criminal. (laughs) Yeah, and is a gang lord. Is a, like... Drug gang lord. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not checking Twitter for the latest, uh, uh, you know, ways no. to pro- 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 no. appropriately yeah. speak to people. He, um, yeah, he. I heard this too, like the scene where they're in the uh, porno theater where he like brings the dildo or he does like the dildo bit. Mm. Apparently that was all Nicholson. Apparently nice. that was like a Nicholson bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always think just let him do the Just let him do the dildo bit. Jack, we're keeping it in. Thank you. It's um, <laughs> like the best line. You told me that Nicholson before like a sex scene would say to a woman, uh, Sorry if I do. Sorry if I don't. Yeah, I I, w- I forget what specific movie. I, I think I just heard it on a podcast like years and years yeah. and years ago, and I forget what movie they were talking about. I mean, it happened. It's such on, a but... good line. Like before anybody hooks up, they should just say, "Sorry if I do. Sorry if I don't." Like it's just. Yeah, sometimes this thing's got mind of its own. You know, sometimes <laughs> it's you know if it's not you know. Yeah, yeah, I just think that's like yeah, it's really anyway another another Nicholson. You know, keeping it in. Keeping and this in. was the yeah, end. We were, I think we also tried too. Like the Departed was like kind of like really the last hurrah of Nicholson. Like this was like the last one of the last times in a movie where he's like he's really got some life behind him. Yeah. And like yeah. Is, I mean, also it's like that's another problem with award shows. Is like you don't have crazy Jack Nicholson there anymore. Looking at all the actresses' tits. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of forgot you know that I was mean? a thing. Yeah, him being it's like, like wasted Jack Nicholson. Wasted like, at the Oscars. Uh, are those things real? It's like. <laughs> Oh my god! He would always be sitting like third or fourth row, yeah, and they would like just always progressively like progressively more drunk. Yeah, he would be wasted, like not even at the Golden Globes, like wasted at the Oscars. Yeah. Shit face, just like staring at the women up and down, being like, "Yeah, <laughs> I like her." You know, my like, God, who's the act? Who's the actress from Weeds? What was her name? I don't Miss know. Mary Jessica. Well, what was her name? Um, Mary Stuart Masterson. I don't know. One no, of those. No. A terrible memory. Not but. Sarah Jessica Parker. It was like a Mary something okay. something. I don't remember her name, but it's an actress from Weeds. I remember when she had like just had a baby and she was like very titty. Milky, milky really, mom really boobs. Titty, yeah, milky, milky <laughs> titty boobs at the at the award show. And I remember he, he was just like salivating <laughs> for oh her tits. But that's good TV. Like, that's I, great TV. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah no. Yeah, that. So yeah. the award shows, everyone thinks it's because fucking... I would rather watch Jack Nicholson, like, get half-chubbed at an actress right. than Laura Dern uh, tell... Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Daniel. <laughs> he's inspired her. You have taught me so much. When it's like, you know she hasn't even seen any of his movies. No. <laughs> and, and no offense to Laura Dern. I like Laura Dern. No sure. offense to Laura Dern. I like Laura Dern. But it's like, we don't need to do this. Let's just have Daniel Kuala yeah. objectify Laura Dern. That's good. Let's just have that. Yeah. We don't need everyone telling each other how their performances are saving them and teaching them about black culture. It's like, this is not happening. This is absolutely. And it wasn't just, it was like, oh yeah, I don't know what was going on that year. It was yeah. just, yeah, it was, it was, you know, a celebration of life, I guess. I don't even know. Um, anyway, yeah, I feel like my only disappointment with The Departed, I think, is, like, I feel like 
does Scorsese always use the Rolling Stones in his movies? Like in um Yeah, I think so. Cuz after a while I, you're like, "Really?" Yeah, in Shelter again? I yeah, and I listened to a podcast recently and they were talking about The Departed. And I think this was like a deliberate choice from Scorsese where it was almost like a callback to his old movies and then yeah, it, Kind of exhausting. I, I just think it just, like, made no sense. Because it wasn't... The, the, yeah, and the editing was weird. Because they were, like, yeah, they, like, play the same song a few times in different scenes. It was always, like, the beginning of... <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, of Give Me Shelter. And, like, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, I was just, like, that's my only complaint. It was, like, that just did nothing for me. Like, the soundtrack did nothing. Because it... It's such like a 70s to yeah. me. It makes me think of, I guess that's what he was doing. But why are you recalling your earlier movies in a movie that you're, uh, you're remaking a movie that was, what was it, Old Boy? Was that the movie he it, was making? It, it wasn't Old Boy, but yeah, it was like a Japanese or Vietnamese movie. Yeah. It so wasn't like, Old Boy, but it was, it was another movie. That so was why remake, are you yeah. referencing your old movies when you are making a movie from somebody else's movies you're not remaking your movies i don't know i just i just don't really yeah, yeah. i thought it was kind of lame that was yeah. the only thing i think the music is a little weak and i feel like i don't need to hear the dropkick murphys ever again oh you're think. right that I, was... I, I, don't, I don't i don't think i ever need to hear that song again any of those songs again i actually think the dropkick murphy is was a good music choice i think that works really well For the, I, I was just saying in general <laughs> I, I was just i was just yeah. i was just making an unnecessary dig of the dropkick murphys but, no i know uh, yeah. yeah but that actually i did like that makes that. sense for the departed yeah. boston yeah yeah i, think it, I mean I think it really irish well. gang boston it yeah. makes sense yeah but um, I also think, wait, so who was your favorite? Who do you think had the best performance in The Departed out of all the boys, out of all the guys, all the boys? All right, all right. Um, I'm going to go Damon. Me too. I'm going to go Damon. Me too. But, I mean, I do love Alec Baldwin because he was so ridiculous. Yeah, but I think I think Matt Damon was the best. I think there's something, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's so good at that, at that like, Dick Schwartz, like small. Yeah, he's he plays a really good like seedy backstabbing. Prick. Yeah, prick. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah, I thought he was really good at that. And then um, I do. I'll arrest you. I'll arrest you right now. When he's on like the date with Veer from Mega or whatever oh he God, says, yeah. and she's like, "You gonna arrest me?" Or whatever. And he's like, "I'll arrest you right now." And he's, yeah, like, like chewing food and like laughing. Oh my God. And those two fuck. Yeah. Yeah, you could never have a female therapist fuck two of her clients now. People would be like, this is, this is not, women are professional, women, women are professional, and serious, serious. I don't know. Um, Vera Farmiga is stunning. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like everything they did at that movie, you can't do anymore. Even just, like, the way they address the racism of... The, um, of the Boston guys. By just yeah. openly having the cops say uh, a lot of cops want to become cops just, just so they, to, can, yeah, yeah. they can be, um, they can put a black eye in a headlock. I mean, that's what they literally... That was like the one lie, yeah. Yeah, was yeah, which is like, I don't know, it's like an interesting way of addressing the issue as opposed to having characters lecture each other about the issues, which I feel like that's what happens now in, yeah. t- in television and movies. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like... One character has to lecture the other character about yeah, no, systemic just, racism. Yeah, no, in the department, where in, in that situation, yeah, or in the department where they're just they're addressing the issue by just showing the issue, showing what by it just is. like showing, yeah, yeah. how so, yeah. these cops are racist. Yeah, there is racism, there is systemic racism, but the, but they just show it, and yeah. it's pretty effective, I think. <laughs> like, I think so too, yeah, um, but I don't know. I don't know if you could do that anymore. I don't. I do not know. At least not right now. Not maybe right now. five years from now, maybe things yeah. will settle down and it can get on PC again, but. Uh, but yeah, no, I think a more effective, not, not just with like race, but like any issue. I think it's like, if you just show the, 
Show the piece of shit characters instead of just like having, yeah, two good characters explaining why the character's bad or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just, it doesn't move the plot. It doesn't move the story. It just kind of, yeah, it's like, why am I being lectured in the middle of this movie? I don't understand. Um, Not like I don't, I I, I can be lectured. I'm I'm fine to be lectured and told what's wrong. But, you know, in a movie where it doesn't move the doesn't move the story forward it kind of takes you out of the movie it just it just gets a little yeah slows everything down i think and it's uh pretty redundant but anyway that's uh that's what I, we were talking about yeah here. so that was that was our week pretty yeah, much yeah but, um yeah we watched a lot of movies we're on our way to see tom sandal and the most extras we're very excited yeah and i wanted to get out of here this is actually one of my mm. favorite examples because i don't think scorsese used the stones in a good way in uh, in The Departed. But this is actually one of my favorite uses Ooh. of the Stones from Adventureland. Ooh, I, I, yeah. They played the song Tops. And, like, this, I, I, this is, I love this song. I love yeah, this song. Yeah. And I didn't know this song because I, I kind of thought myself to be like pretty well-versed when it comes to yeah. the Stones. I didn't know this song. And I, I'm like, and then they, they used it in Adventureland. And I was like, this is such a good Adventureland's Rolling Stones. Adventureland's great. Adventureland, kind of a great... Yeah. yeah, I love Adventureland. Yeah, me too. I love it. I, I think I, I have it on DVD. Yeah, I think you do, yeah. I, I love it, yeah. Low-key love Adventureland. Yeah. Kristen Stewart's hot in it. Jesse... What's his name? Jesse Eisenberg's great. Eisenberg's great. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. I think Ryan Reynolds may be best role. I, I think it's maybe his best role. You'd think he's not going to be good in that in that role, and then it's like, oh, this is actually... He kills it as, like, the, little the creepy... Dirt yeah, the creepy dirtbag yeah. who's, like, fucking the 19-year-old, yeah. Anyway, all right, let's see... Yeah. This is a great Stone Song. I know, song. I yeah. love it. And it's kind of about like the casting couch. Like it could be it could be like the anthem of Nietzsche. Oh, I'll take you to the top. Yeah. Right? That's like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Alright. Yeah. It's very good. Sorry now, I just I just want to listen to Tops. It's it's a good one. Anyway, that was another episode of Entertainment Entertainment, an entertaining conversation with comedians Justin Angermeyer, Caitlin Ka- McKee. You're Caitlin McKee. <laughs> and you're Justin Angermeyer. Alright. Those opening lines. I can't stop singing. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should leave your small camera. I gotta stop. It's I like so it. good. I like it, yeah, it's great. Alright, All right. that's it. All that was right. fun. Thank you. It's very good.